Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. This is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. My name is Lisa Rowland. I'm Ted DeMaison. And we are your hosts. And this time, we are tackling the topic of aging. Aging. Yeah, getting older. Both of us are doing it, and so are you. Everybody is. I hate to break it. Hey, all the cool people are aging. Although I like to break it, which is what we I like to break it to you, which is what we sort of what we talk about is the all of the different sides and perspectives around aging. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really like this episode. It just feels quite, uh, quite relevant, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of I think a fun little preview question for you listeners, just to maybe you want to pause the podcast for a moment, but to say. What do you think of aging? What is your relationship to aging? Yeah, before you even get started on this, you know, just take a moment to think. To your own How do aging I feel about body. getting older? Yeah. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Are there parts I do? Yeah. Yeah. Because we get into it. That's what we'll talk about. You'll be right with us. So let's get let's get them onto it. <laughs> hey, people, just go, go, go. Yeah. Time is wasting. Look, uh, here, look, look out for a, a particularly delightful pun crafted by Ted near the end of the episode. Oh, well. Thank you, Lisa. We'll, we'll just float a little teaser on that. Thanks. And I do also want to give a heads up that once again, we're on the Stanford campus outside. So you'll hear some sounds. Uh, plenty of planes pass by, some buses, some people. Enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, I like them. Yeah. They're markers of uh, markers of the moment. Yes. So, okay. Uh, happy. Enjoy <laughs> the episode. Get going. Get going. Listen on. We'll Goodbye. See, we'll see you on the other side. We've played the game Three Things several times yes. on different podcast episodes, and I heard a version of it which is like totally on steroids. I had learned from Pam Victor seven things, which is harder than three things, but it's still manageable. This version was 15 things. So you're willing to play? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll give you the first category. Are you going to keep track? Do yeah, I I'll, keep track? I'll, 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 uh, do you want me to count as you say them? Like I'll Not count. out loud. Not out loud. No. Okay. Or I can count. Either way, I'll count. I'll count when we get to five, ten. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Fifteen ways to get through a door that's locked without the key. Oh, Jesus Christ. With a bobby pin, by busting it open, throwing yourself at it until it breaks, evaporating through it, getting shrinking yourself down and going through the keyhole. Five. Giving giving it a little massage until it softens up enough for you to get through it. Uh, uh, with a saw, with a magic, well, magical spell, with a, um, oh, just choose another door uh, that is unlocked. Give a, give give it a talk, get a, a good stern talking to. Ten. Give, um, um, uh, dismantle it. Bribe the guard. Give give it a give it give it give it a go. Uh, throw put put your back into it and and um uh and and come on and um just beg. That's fifty. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so, well so well absurd. done. All right. Well done. Do you want one? Yeah, I missed counting by the way, so it'll be interesting to see what you think. Yeah, give me one, and we'll, we'll see what we get. You missed counting? Like I would have enjoyed counting to like feel like I was participating in my Oh, I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, 15, 15, 15 compelling reasons that you would climb a tree. 
because there's a great view at the top. There's my family of monkey friends who live there. <laughs> I'm escaping lava that's on the ground. Great. Uh, the wind is blowing really hard, and I think I'll find some shelter up there. Um, I'm a botanist. Five. Uh, uh, the tree is edible, but only the buds at the very top. Uh, I'm a radio control tower for a nearby airport. <laughs> <laughs> the... the uh, Earth needs more uh, carbon sequestration, and so I'm expanding each leaf. <laughs> oh, Jesus There's a certain color green that I need for my palette as an artist. Uh -huh. um, I'm practicing Spanish, and I'm really stuck on the word arbol, so I'm staying in the tree for a long time. <laughs> Five more. Um, <laughs> because I want to give the tree a hug, but inverted. Um, <laughs> I, I really love bark, and I'm eating it. Great. Uh, this is my birthday and I've gone to meditate. I will sing to the clouds in a song of, of like to promote a rain dance. And um, I planted this tree when it was a child and I have, it has grown up around me and has pushed me into the sky. Nice. <laughs> so you have stayed put, stayed put and you are just in the tree. Yeah. You just find yourself in the tree. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Whew. That's interesting. That's really it really does make you just start. Just put you something just out there. Got nothing. Um, you want another one? Uh, sure. We'll do one more round. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> you want I, to count this time? Yeah, I'll if try you counting. It last time. Yeah. Fifteen flavors of ice cream that you shouldn't feed a small child. Poo. <laughs> one. Bourbon. Two. G boogers. Three. Dirt. Four. Ogre fart. Five. Uh, cantaloupe. Six. Um, uh, honey. Seven. Um, spinach. Eight. You should not should defeat not. it. Um, weed. Nine. Uh, cocaine flavor. Ten. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the flavor of regret. Eleven. Uh, life's hard lessons. Twelve. Oh, um, lust. Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> You should not feed us That has to be licked off the, yeah. Ice cream flavored, um, ice cream flavored like, um, uh, coffee. 14. And, um, and, yeah, like malt liquor. 15. <laughs> don't, don't feed them regret. Don't feed them regret or lust ice cream. Yeah. They don't need to know what that tastes like yet. I, I want to know what that tastes like. Just, just, you know what both it tastes like. You know what that tastes both like. Of them, both of them, maybe. You want to mix them? Like a double scoop? <laughs> I think... It's dangerous, man. I you think, also know what that tastes like. I think like. lust comes with with a free scoop of regret. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to add. It's a special. <laughs> buy one, get one free. You can buy the regret with it. You don't get the lust. The regret... The, yeah, the regret But the lust comes, comes with the regret. Mm, that's it. That's telling. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that your Go back and listen to the episode on heartbreak. Lust comes with regret. Okay. Right. Wow. <clears throat> okay. You're gonna count this time as well. Sure. Yeah, I'll count. Um. Ooh. I don't know. You find an old key in in like an attic. Mm -hmm. Fifteen things it might open. Wow. Uh, a genie chest. One. Uh, the attic door. Two. Uh, the uh, temple uh, in the Mayan ruins. Three. The doorway to the galley of Captain Hook's ship. Four. Um, somebody's heart. Five. Uh, a safe deposit box. Six. Um, uh, 
a, a, a padlock that's holding in uh, Uncle Don's softball gear. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 starter on a horse and buggy. Eight. For one, the keypad on the space door, on the space shuttle, doesn't open. Ah, You've got the key to... The backup key. Yeah, great. Nine. It is... It opens... Gateway to hell. Ten. (laughs) Five more. A liver. Yeah, six. That means eleven. The the special little... uh, Cubby on the birdhouse in the backyard. Twelve. The it, it winds up the remote control drum player. Thirteen. Uh, the, the the glove compartment. Fourteen. Um, the office where you have your secret trysts. Fifteen. That was fifteen. That was it. Okay. Well. Good work. <laughs> winds up the the drum player. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. I love how hard it It is. It really is hard. And you just have to keep going. Now, one of the things that I find in playing that way, so this is the first time we've played it, I don't remember anything I've said. Mm. And the other ones, I'm like, oh, I like that. This is like, I really don't I have no idea. Good thing we're recording. Yeah. You can go back and admire your own answers later. check it out. This is, this feels somewhat related to what we're talking about today. Mm. So we're talking about aging. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like my life, as I get older, my life is like that. Things just happen, they come fast and furious, and they, one more thing, and here's another. And I kind of don't remember them as much as I used to. Oh, interesting. What are the things? Well, like, whatever happens in my day. Like, I have all these great experiences. What's something, 15 things you could do with your day? Yeah. Well, and I then you don't remember them? I, not as well as I used to. Oh. I feel like I used to remember everything. Huh. I was like, steel trap. Kind of like, yeah, I know wow. exactly what I did, where, when. Wow. And I'm like, hmm, did I meet that person? Somebody, somebody recently gave me a name of somebody and said, did you, when did you meet? Um, oh, you met up with this guy, Don, right? And I said, did I meet Don? If I did, it would have been in the last two months. I, I feel like I had a conversation with Don. I don't, it turned out I remembered that I had spoken on the phone with him mm-hmm. in great detail and I met him for like five seconds. So oh. my brain was trying to figure out, did I meet him and have a conversation? Yeah. Anyway, stuff like that. Interesting. So it's like the 15 things. <laughs> What's happening? 15 things have happened in your life. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like your your memory is... I don't feel like I've ever had a very good memory. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not really a decline. Okay. It's just a steady yeah. lack. And I... I have discovered over the over time that I tend actually I tend not to remember things that are unpleasant. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so there'll be times when like I'll be talking to my mom and she'll be like, "Oh, that was a hard summer for you." And I'm like, "It was? I don't remember it being a hard summer." Very She's like, "Oh yeah, you yeah, you came home in tears several times." And I was like, "I got no memory." Of yeah. That. Yeah. Which is a, like a little bit troubling. Mhm. And kind of adaptive. I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess that, that, that's nice that I don't, right. you know, have that memory of, or I have it somewhere, but I don't have it in conscious, conscious memory. And it's interesting that she remembered, but, but you didn't. Yeah. But okay. Part of why we're doing this episode on aging. Yeah. We got, we both got birthdays you, coming up. You, uh, in just a few days. Two of them. Two days. Two days. To be exact. December 1, dear listeners. One, two, one. One, two, one. Uh, and then I 
a few weeks later in January, January 23rd. One, two, three. One, two, three. And it will be my monumental big 50th birthday. Yeah. Which sounds utterly ridiculous to say. That you are going to be a 50-year-old man. I'm going to be in my 50s. Yeah. Uh, so what, what what shows up for you about 50? Okay. Good like, question. What is, yeah, what is that reaction? Good question. Um, part of it is amazement that I've been around that long, mm. that all of the things, all of the years I've had now adds up to that to many. 50. Yeah, 50 years feels like a long time. Yeah, and there, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff I've done. But most of them, most of those years feel like they've been in just this general sense of adulthood, like 23 to now. It's all been like kind of adulthood. Yeah. I kind of feel, other than physically, I mostly feel the same way in terms yeah. of my, how I see, literally see the world. You yeah. Know, stance, I'm the same height, I guess. <laughs> ah. Um, so there's that. There's some, you know, I, I some regret or shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff. About uh, specific things? Oh, uh, just, well, I know I haven't. I haven't had, I've never been married. I haven't had kids. I haven't made a ton of money. I haven't written a book. I have, you know, whatever the, the thing is that I think I should have done. I'm not really big on shoulds in general. So there's like a shadow of that present for you, but it's not, it's like, a hint to that, like, damn. Am I supposed to have done something more by now? I gotta get in gear. Yeah. And I actually feel like I am getting in gear. Like things are going to happen. I think this is going to be a big decade for me. Hmm. Cool. But then there's also... That's this, exciting. Well, that's it, an it is exciting, exciting feeling. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm stepping... I'm, I'm just... I'm getting clear about my business. Getting clear about what I want to do and what my role is in the world. And I think this... These next 10 years, I'm going to be out and about making more of a difference than I've ever made. Which is cool. Glorious. Yeah. I like that we have that on tape. Boom. We revisit that every year. <laughs> uh, Ted... <laughs> I'm going to be like 55. Have you made and that difference? Just <laughs> slogging along. You're going to play that for me. This is going to be a big time. Yeah. And the other one that shows up, which I think is kind of funny because it's so arbitrary, but it is there, is for dating. Uh-huh. Okay. So when I went from th- in my 30s to f- in my 40s, it was like, you know what? I'm now an adult. I can't say I'm a young adult anymore. Right? When yeah. I was 37, 30, I could still kind of... Lean oh, on the young adult. You really thing. leaned on that for a uh, while, hey. huh? <laughs> that was in my forties. Nope, you're just an adult. Wow. Okay. okay. Got it. So I'm still an adult, but in my forties, I felt like I had this wide range of possibility of who I could date. Like it would be a bit of a stretch to date somebody who's in their late twenties, mm-hmm. but like you could do it. Could maybe make that happen. Yeah. Right? Or I could date somebody in their sixties. In their sixties, I have that option. So this yeah. is just this huge range. Now I'm like turning fifty. It feels like this gate is just <laughs> shut. If this person is not over thirty-six, yeah, forget it. Yeah, they're too young. Yeah. When I was forty-nine, oh, maybe. Yeah. But now that I'm fifty, no. So oh, and now that's really interesting. Now it's like it goes up, and the top end doesn't feel like it's expanded. As the lower end has contracted. Well, there's a there is an upper limit, as in people only live so long, <laughs> and you're like, do I want to date a set? Is this, is seventy a number I want to date? Start dating right now? Yeah, and and it's there are lovely women who are in their seventies, of course, who are robust and powerful and, and intelligent and, and sexy, and, yeah, and 
I don't think that's where I am in my life <laughs> that's right now. It's a different feeling. So, yeah. So anyway, it feels like that has shifted. That shifts like another notch on the ratchet wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It's so funny because it's, I... Again, it's totally arbitrary. I also... F- I mean, I just feel like as I have gotten older and look and looking at dating i'm like man if they're younger than me at all i just <laughs> don't want to date them <laughs> i'm like you you're not gonna know you yeah. know <laughs> like yeah but it's you sort of no a clue. it's sort of a like it's a i wonder if this is a man woman thing that's tricky yeah I you know um it's not like i feel like they're off limits it's just i have this probably unfair feeling of like I don't know. I want somebody with at least my number of years on the on mm-hmm. the planet, mm-hmm. so that they can handle it. Have, pers- <laughs> that's, have that's perspective. That's the feeling that I have. Yeah, it's like you got to be able to handle handle this. Yeah, which is a. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of at least past your Saturn return. I think we've talked about Saturn returns, not on the podcast, but. I know. have heard of the thing. So I study astrology. I studied astrology when I was in high school. Saturn is a planet that goes around the sun once every 29 years. Saturn, planet of discipline, rules, limitation, exclusion, uh, boundary setting. Prefrontal so, cortex stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so in its healthy sense, it's like helps you get stuff done. You say no to things that aren't good for you. Yeah. You maintain your focus, that sort of thing. And it's negative aspect. It's like Rigid. judgment, restriction, rigidity. Exactly. Stubbornness. So somebody passed your Saturn return? So, okay, when you're born, Saturn's in a certain place in the sky. Yeah. Okay. 29 years later, it comes back to that same place in the sky. Right. Okay. So when you're born, you don't really set up your own value system. That's given to you by your parents, your culture, whoever. And you inst- you take it in and that becomes how you yeah. operate. When you're 29, you get the chance to kind of reset that for yourself. What do I care about? What do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? Yeah. So, I think of it as like people who are past their that first oh, past Saturn return. Their Saturn return. That's right. Oh, got it. Are now adults. That's so funny. You know. Yeah. And and again, maybe it's just that right. Their brain has finally stopped developing once they're twenty six or twenty five. But I feel like well, when somebody's twenty nine, thirty, they are more themselves uh-huh. than who their parents told them they should be. Uh huh. So um, that's kind of my. Yeah. That's been an operative boundary for a while. Cool. Yeah. I mean, a fling, uh, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, that's not where I thought we'd start this conversation. No, but this is where we're going. So, but so 50, that's what 50 means to me. Do you want to tell people how old you're going to be or does it matter? Oh, yeah. I'll be 36. Okay. I feel quite good about it. Yeah, you're not a you're not one of those. I wear my age proudly. Yeah, great. I think that there is no. I actually. I have very good feelings about aging for the most part. Mm. And I think a lot of it is because I have, I feel like every year, every, as time goes by, our, our job is to kind of figure ourselves out mm-hmm. so that we can live a, live a better life and get out of our own way more. And so the more time I spend on Earth, the better I get at that and the better time I have. So it kind of feels like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm figuring out my home. I'm figuring out my body. I'm figuring out my 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 limits, my boundaries, what I need to ask for help with, how Mm. to do that. I'm exploring like what it takes for me to get better at certain things that I feel like I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. So it's like life is is pretty 
good. You Love know, it. like as as life goes on, I get better and better at at doing me. At living, living, at living, Lisa. At living yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so, so time is good. I also have sort of arbitrarily good feelings about certain years, and thirty six is one of those years. Okay. Seventeen was one of those years. I felt really good about seventeen. Why thirty six? I don't know. I think it's divisible by a lot of things. I, yeah, it's just say. like a nice, sort mm-hmm. of a nice. Three has always been my sort of favorite number since I had my favorite teacher in third grade, Mrs. Sean Wells, who I love. If you're out there, shout <laughs> out. If you're out there, Mrs. Wells, I think you're so cool. Yeah. So three and six is like a nice. Yeah. There's some awesome resonance in three and six, and. That's funny. I'm a big fan of odd numbered years. Huh. I feel like the even number years are kind of sloppy and slothful. And just kind of thick and heavy. And the odd number of years are like, yeah, angular, pointy, let's get something done. <laughs> That's so funny. It's such a weird thing. You know, but like, if I'm, I would rather be, I'd rather be 49. Yeah, 49. Okay, here we go. Than 50. Than 48. Oh. How do you feel about the decade change? Like, does that. I'm okay. Well, other than what we already mentioned, a 50, I feel like. Oh, I not, mean, does 50... Now does my 50 goatee silver the, hair is like, yeah, I'm in my 50s. Does 50 count in the same, as the same... Does it ha, does it carry any extra feeling about an even-numbered year? It's even-numbered, but it's no, 50. No, of it's like the even-numbered years, the decades are cool. The decades are cool. 30, 40, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved turning 30. That was great. Mm. Yeah. So did I. That was fun. Yeah. Okay, but so... <laughs> what is our podcast about again? <laughs> Aging. Getting older. No, no, older. I mean the, the general... Oh, improvisation mindfulness. Improvisation. Oh, right. Why are we right? I, I want to ask you, so we came up with this topic, and I thought, oh, yeah, cool. What does, how does aging or age show up in improv? Oh, God. Well, I guess I have a couple things about that, and some of them have to do with improv, and some of them are informed by my improv community, but have to do with life. Okay. And... So here's the thing that I l- really love about my improv community is that it is made up of people. I am the youngest person at bats, mm-hmm. which is remarkable <laughs> that I'm the young one and I'm 36. It's it's unheard of in it the improv community. It is very atypical in the improv community. And in the, kind of the, you know, certainly the national improv scene is mostly made up of younger, it's like a young dudes thing, right? Yep. And bats has A, gender balance, and B, intergenerational play like an intergenerational play play base company so our oldest member is 64 i think 63 or four and i'm the youngest member and that is really cool it's kind of like my dating range oh my god you're right it's that generation sweet spot it's that generation (laughs) it's a generation that's amazing okay (laughs) it's your dating range yeah. That's why they haven't taken anybody younger. <laughs> They're so kind. Um, so, And I, I think that's really cool, partly because the more life experience you have, the better an improviser you are if you're paying attention. Mm. So it's like the more years people have under their belt, the more I get to benefit from those years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, really positive, it's a really positive thing, I think. And there's all sorts of wisdom that comes from people who have been in this business for 30-plus years, for right. as long as I've been alive that I get the benefit of because I get to play with them. So it just feels like such a, such a bonus. There's also a cool piece of it that comes, which is that improvisers, an improviser is a little bit of a, an unconventional job. Sure. And community, and that means 
that that I don't have a super a minority of the members of bats are married a very small minority have children the member of the improv community in general like lives just look all sorts of different ways mm -hmm. and as a 36 year old woman it's nice not to be surrounded by people who make me feel like I'm behind oh, and I think if I was in a different more conventional business or industry I would be surrounded by people who like got married in their early 30s and are starting a family buying a house having babies right. which is something that would would be a lovely thing to do um and I'm happy that I'm not, I'm happy that I'm shown all the time people who are older than me who have lives that, are, that don't follow that conventional path. Right. Because it, it's like, oh yeah, life can look a lot of different ways. And they're vibrant and they're, and they're interesting. They're vibrant and, and yeah. full and satisfied and fulfilled and yeah. choosing and making lives that feel really good to them in all sorts of ways. Single, partnered, married, long-term partnered, but not married, with children, without children, ch mm -hmm, you know, like, mm -hmm. just all sorts of choices. And it's just really nice to have a diverse community when it comes to what lives look like. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to feel like I have missed, I've missed it. Hmm. But I don't feel that way in my community. I yeah. feel like, yeah, do what you do. Let it's, me like, really nice. That's cool. This is cool. Let me go back to one of the things you said, which was... That you love that you've got you get to play with all these people who have this long time experience. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like it gets calcified, or that the 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 elderness—that's the wrong word—but the, the the people, the more seasoned nature of the folks you're playing with, that it ever has like formed patterns that become hard to break out of, and are li somehow limiting. No. <laughs> For the most part, uh -huh. and that's be I think that is due to the philosophy of the people that I play with, okay. which is once you have a pattern, you got to break out of it. Yep. I also think that's what keeps them young. Like I feel like improv is full of interesting sort of young, young people mm -hmm. with the same number of years as somebody else, but it, they sure feel young. I totally feel that way. And and I think a lot of it is like, oh, notice how I'm being, and try something different. Yep. And you're constantly shifting, and so the ruts don't get a chance to. Form, to ideally. form the same way, right? Yeah, and we're and we're dealing in a. You know, I feel like the thing that makes people old. Is an inability to adapt and adjust. And, and you get stuck in your ways. A lack of playfulness. Lack of playfulness. A lack of brevity. Levity. Like it's like. Not the case in your community. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, yeah. it's so cool. So anytime it's like, I think people should proudly proclaim the age that they are because it's like oh cool that's what 60 looks like yeah that's nice. what 64 can look like this is what 58 looks like do people this is what 36 looks like do people usually guess your age accurately i don't feel like i have or been in a situation know. where people guess my age okay people almost universally think i'm younger than i am and i think that's partly due to improv yeah you know, or the way that my personality reflects or integrates improv or mm -hmm. playfulness, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like a humility and a willingness to try stuff. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that the older, I think this applies to organizations as well. It's like often the older somebody gets, the less experimental they are mm -hmm. because they're more, and maybe it's that they, maybe it's that they have a more set idea of who they are. Not in the, not in the empowering way, but in the limiting way. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I just don't do that sort of thing. Right. So I'm, the, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. And it feels too risky to risk looking like a fool because I am a 40-year-old woman. I'm right. a 36-year-old woman. I'm a 50-year-old man. Right. I'm not going to... 
yeah. learn this new thing and not be good at it, and then that's going to shake my sense of who I am and what I'm, you know, that I'm good at stuff. Right. It's very fixed mindsetty, you know. And I think the, the older, yeah, I think that that tends to happen more often in older people. Although, except for in the, uh, yeah, I don't think it happens right. as much in that's the improv not community. Not so much in the improv community, yeah. And it can happen to young people. Like young people can be very old. Mm-hmm. You know. I've seen you play lots of different ages on stage. Mm-hmm. I find when I, when I play, probably because I don't play as often. I tend to play characters that I think are my age. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're in that range that I was talking about, like, you know, mid, mid-30s to early 50s. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool when people can play different age folks. Yeah. I just saw a, a video of Three for All. So this is Stephen Kieran, Tim Moore, and Rafe Chase. Really Masterful improvisers really wonderful together, group. yeah. Yeah. And they were doing a scene where Stephen was the queen, and she was like 108 or something. I love it. And, and he come, you know, comes on from offstage and just doing this great physical yeah. work, a 108-year-old. And I thought, that's so cool that he's got the range to play somebody that old. Yeah. Love it. And I've, I've seen him play little kids, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Rafe is always playing little kids. Mm-hmm. I like this way of putting it, which is that improv, improvising is like writing a love letter to humanity. Because when you're playing different characters, you've got to like really get them, mm. ideally. And so you have to like really look at them and free of judgment, notice how they are. And right. Wait, how do kids move? Yeah. And what do they care about? When, they're, when people are really old, why do they move in this way? It's because their joints are are maybe painful or it's because mm-hmm. their back doesn't or they've got injuries from a long time ago. So you like climb it. It's got to be qualitative, you know, if you're doing it well, in my, right. in my opinion. And so it's fun to kind of apply that to people of really different ages so that every time, so that whenever you hit the stage, you have any age available to you. Yeah, and you've, got, just, a, you've got a range within that right age there. too, right? So there's there could be the 70-year-old who's... The, the who guy plays tennis every week. The guy, right, who goes, plays tennis every week or goes surfing yeah. each afternoon. And, and you know, super fit, way su- healthy. Yeah, and, you know, bounds up and down. And then there could be the 70-year-old who has a hard time getting out of bed. Who's in a wheelchair getting out of bed. yeah. Yeah. And similar thing, you could be doing an, an 8-year-old who's wide-eyed and investigating the world with her little microscope. Right. And you could have the 8-year-old who's suffering from cancer and is not here for very long. Yeah. You know, um, but I, and I think I, this is another example of I think that that range that improv helps you develop emotionally, age-wise, keeps us younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes us look younger, but it's certainly there's more vibrancy, energy, vitality. Mm-hmm. Which in, may make us look younger. Which probably, yeah, yeah, opens our eyes in a different way. Yeah. So I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty strong. It pretty strong. Love, I love Thank it. Thank you, improv. Yeah. I think it's the coolest. And I think there's also something about there's something about the improv philosophy of like accept accept reality and start anywhere and mm-hmm. make mistakes, which means you can do anything at any time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and it fights against that calcification of yeah. my ways. This is my way. This is who I am. It's like, well, I could be anybody, I think. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, all right. That's a good little take on, on uh, age and improv. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, so what about, where's, where does, what does mindfulness have to say? Well, so many things. For me, mindfulness and Buddhism are just so in, intimately related, right? Yeah, sure. But there is, especially in Tibetan Buddhism, there's uh, often a formal meditation on death and dying. Oh, right. And so it's like monks would go sit in front of a corpse for hours and just like look at this rotting corpse to take in... A nose plug, maybe. Maybe, maybe a, nose a nose plug. plug. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I've never done it. Right. But the notion of really notice that this body is impermanent. Mm -hmm. The body is changing. Oof. It does not last. Life does not last as you know it. This self that you think is something is different. It's connected to, but it's different from the body. It's not the same thing. They're interrelated, but this person died. Where did they go? Mm -hmm. You know. So, um, Tim Orr, who we mentioned is a member of Three for All, has also spent years being a wheelchair basketball coach. He is able-bodied, but he mm -hmm. but he coached this wheel the, the U.S. Olympic wheelchair basketball team. In fact, for a while or the world champion youth, or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But he, he said there's a saying in the wheelchair community, at least in the wheelchair athlete, sports community, able-bodiedness is a temporary condition. Mm. He's like, we're, we're all losing it someday, mm -hmm. one way or another, mm -hmm. at some rate or other. This is not here to stay. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it, but yep. don't get too attached. Yep. <laughs> and I, I it, it's what a, what a powerful yeah. thing. To contemplate aging with a mindfulness practice is to lead you directly into the nature of change mm -hmm. and the fleetingness of that. And so that can bring up feelings of sadness and regret and loss fear. and frustration and fear. Like, And if we can be curious and kind about it instead of resisting it, then it brings a freedom and a recognition of preciousness of each moment. And oh, so... And give, a love for what your body is now. That's right. I, I may have a little bit of pain in my hip, but wow, I can stand up and walk down this pathway. Yeah. You know, I've had um, in the last few years aches and pains, so I don't play softball as much as I used to because I can't run without pain. in your back and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's a bummer. And I'm incredibly thankful that I get to walk. Yeah. And walk so on the beach. I can go be for long person. walks yeah. and it's totally fine. And, and I can hike and, you know, there are some, some days where I'm like, well, no, I don't think I want to go up this mountain. But lately, you know, I just ran from the picnic table where we are over to my car earlier. I was like testing it out. How does running feel today? You know? Yeah. But so I'm not as chipper and spry and life Sprightly. as I used to be. Yeah. And it's kind of all right. Yeah. You know? But I think that if I were to lose my ability to, to be ambulatory, I would need to deal with grief and sadness and anger and whatever. But at some point I'm going to. Yeah. You know? It's amazing the medical technology, medical marvels. Oh my God. You know, so my dad and my stepmom, my dad's in his 70s, my stepmom's in her 60s, still play volleyball all the time. And they go to nationals every year, twice a year, they go to national competitions. And my dad's had a hip replaced, and my stepmom's had her knees and shoulders redone. And they just keep going. Yeah. Now, if they didn't have the medical help that they've gotten, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Right? But they're, they both still ver feel very young. My mom's got two bionic hips. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty cool. It's incredible. Pretty cool. But I think that, I think that a mindfulness practice lets us engage with the changes that are happening in aging with a more relaxed nature. And I yeah. think that that helps us, ironically, stay more youthful. Yeah. Or, or more vital, probably, is the right. way to say it, right? There is, a, there is something so powerful about accepting aging. And actually, my fr- I think my first experience of, of realizing that I'm aging is hanging out on a college campus. Mm-hmm. Is like communities that I'm a part of and recognizing that I am not seen as a young person by them. Even though, in my mind... <laughs> <laughs> still, I mm-hmm. still feel mm-hmm. like about the same age that I was when I was here. Where we are here at Stanford now, and when I, when I was an undergrad here, except that I like myself more now, and I think I'm cooler now than I was then. Yep. I mean, I don't. I didn't know you back then, but uh, yes, I understand. It's cool. I mean, it's great. I'm in better shape now than I was then. Anyway, um, but I, I, st- I, you know, so so the first thing I realized is that I am no longer cool from a young person's perspective and then I had this marvelously or like if they see me as cool they see me as like a cool older person like mm-hmm. a like cool mom Ooh. yeah somebody once said that you got like kind of a cool mom vibe and I was like what a cool what vibe right a cool mom vibe yeah um but I but but when I was like I don't need 21 year olds to think I'm cool that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's as it should be. I should no longer be partying with 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. That is right. Yeah. I party with 30-year-olds, you know, and 60-year-olds. And thir- like, yeah. it's a, just a different thing. And it's okay that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't have to hang on to this thing be, w- with the, with the, like buying into this youth-worshipping idea right. that that's what is desirable is to be young. It's like no, we're just into different stuff, mm-hmm. and and yeah, when we're when we are young, young people, we are of the mind that we are the keepers of cool, and we get it all. And now I'm like, oh, that's fine. You can have that cool. Mm. That's great. Do your cool. I'm gonna do my cool. I'm gonna do my cool. And if my cool is like, I'm going to bed at 9:45. Right. That is cool. You know, it's like yeah. that. It's it's good. So there's. So my first experience of aging was recognizing that I'm not cool, and getting okay, and being like, "Oh wait, that's all right." Yeah, you're different cool. You're that's cool all right. I'm different people. cool. I'm just me. I'm just gonna do me. Yeah. I still get hooked in a little bit every once in a while. Like when a student like compliments my outfit or my jewelry, I'm like, "All right." Yeah, made it. <laughs> like, a college student thinks I look good today. That's great, you know. That's um, funny. But oh, wait, okay. So yeah, so part of it is like recognizing that we are in a youth worshiping society, which is which is bullshit. And there's this like and and I love seeing it always makes me a little sad when I see when I see movie stars who have like taken the age out of their face mm-hmm. because it's like, "Man, you earned that." Mhm. You just gave it away. Mm-hmm. You know? So there the, it's it's one it's a really you interesting that face. It's a really interesting practice. Yeah. To pay attention to the physical marks of aging. Yeah. Because there are some that I like. I don't like that this change in my look has happened. Yeah. You know, there's some that I do like. I got more wrinkles around my eyes. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, it's my belly shaped differently now mm-hmm. than how it was when I was, you know, younger. Or. Um, or 
what's happening with my with my cheeks or my hearing or vision yeah. or you know oh, I wish I could still see yeah the way I used to see yeah well, you know I can't but and the, and the question of to what extent do you this is kind of getting back to the bionic hips of our parents to what extent do we correct, correct. those yeah or fight them and or just let them be right? yeah so well yeah obviously I got glasses uh, that needed to happen, and I'm, I kind of like that now. I like having right. glasses. I never but are did. you going to get liposuction? Not for my eyes. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you, you kind of have fat eyes, fat eyeballs, Ted. Your eyeballs are too fat. You get need some of that taken away. Just need to trim some just of that out. Maybe you'll be able to see better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but fat like, eyes. would I do LASIK surgery? Right. You know, don't know. Yeah, it don't is know. an interesting, and I have to say my Pollyanna attitude about aging comes from somebody who has not really experienced negative effects of aging you haven't I have not my my body still works my eyes work my ears work like right so right now you're like claim it sister this is great brother you look awesome but it's like but I have but I haven't been cowed by it like it hasn't made me it hasn't immobilized me Mm -hmm. it hasn't made it you know impossible for me to do the things that I love um it hasn't made it impossible for me to improvise. Right. I haven't lost my ability to to, to play. Interesting. And and I it, I would it would be I'd be harder pressed to have this attitude if it had. That's and a so very yep. I want to yep. own that perspective that, that it is very skewed. I had something like that where I was very thin my whole life growing up, like real thin when I was in high school and in college and you know graduate school, and I always thought I'm, th- I'm fine with my weight, like. I, it's a bummer that people have so much issue with their weight, and you know I'm okay with my body. Says the thin guy. And yeah, and then but I you know I imagined that I would be fine if I got heavier. And then I had a thyroid illness where I lost a ton of weight. And then when I came back on the other side and had had my medicine so that it adjusted my thyroid so it slowed down, and I suddenly gained all this weight. And I could see it in my face that my cheeks got fatter and my neck got thicker and, like, my belly got bigger. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I'm like, hmm, yeah, who's Mr. Magnanimous now (laughs) about body type, right? Mr. Accept Your Body. It's like, oh, maybe it was because I just hadn't had the... Yeah, hadn't been tested. ...the struggle on that. Yeah, yeah, So I heard that in what you were saying. Yeah, totally. I also think that getting old... So here's another mindfulness thing. I think uh, that it could go either way. But I think if one has a mindfulness practice, that getting older, kind of in the way that you were talking about, you've learned more, or you've become better you, I think I've become far less reactive. Mm. And so the benefit of having meditated all this time, even if it's like two minutes a day, or writing in my journal, or whatever the practice is, that that stuff like accrues in benefit. Mm-hmm. And so now, at 50, I'm reaping the benefit of Years of, 30 years of having done something to learn how to not be so reactive yeah. to the experiences of the world. So something can happen. I can notice I get triggered, like, oh, I'm angry, or that person pissed me off, or oh, I'm sad. And I can take a step back and go, okay, let's just pause here for a bit and see what other options emerge. And now which one of these do I want to choose? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm way better that way yeah. than I used to be. And, yeah, and that there's something about having been around the block a few times to see, oh, you know what? This prob- this person's reaction, this person's being upset probably isn't about me. Mm-hmm. Even if they're making some 
critique of me, it probably has more to do with their day, mm-hmm. how that's going, than it does with me. Yeah. Or if it does have to do with me, I can just listen and take it in and then decide what of that, which of that I want to address. Yeah. So I feel way more relaxed that way. Mm-hmm. I think that, that mindfulness over time, then, you know, there's a benefit to aging. Yeah. And that you've Is got more wisdom. You've accrued more yeah. interest. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> yeah. you can see more, you see more clearly. Compound now, get, interest of mindfulness. There are some people who, if, especially if they don't have a mindfulness practice, I think have just set the, the rut of their reactivity even more deeply mm-hmm. so it's harder to get out of so that's that's where the real curmudgeon like where the curmudgeon has taken over the person yeah and so it's not that getting older necessarily makes you wiser or it gives you more perspective or more magnanimity mm-hmm. equanimity but that if you are having a practice that you will develop that over time yeah and so you just need the time to get there yeah yeah and if you put in you put in your uh you put in your time, you make your investment, it'll show up. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Do you, have you seen benefits from your mindfulness practice, relatively new as it is? Like, do you feel like you're living differently now than you were four years ago? Let's see. I do. It's hard to, it's hard to know what to track it to, mm-hmm. you know? There, you know, there's an element of taking control of my life. I think until actually a few years ago, I discovered that I had this uh, implicit feeling that, and it was really tied around having a primary relationship, like mm-hmm. having a partner, mm-hmm. that financial goals are set with a partner, life goals are set with a partner. So you wait for that. Oh, interesting. And then you figure out what, what you want mm-hmm. this life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus, am I just going to wait? Or, uh, who knows when that's going to happen? Right. And I'm a whole person. So let's decide what, what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I um, have kind of stopped w- waiting to m- make those decisions and sort of be a little bit more proactive. Would you attribute that to mindfulness in any way? Well, I think that the, the like, just the noticing it and being sort of uncovering my own lenses, uh, you know, is yeah. like, oh, this oh, is what's true. This is what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I think this is like uncovering underlying beliefs Love it. that I was not aware of before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and being willing to look at things without judging them. Okay. Um, including not having a partner. Right. It's easy to get caught up in a narrative that is ba- that that's bad. Right. And I am seeing this amazing therapist who was like, Lisa, every single one of my clients who is in a relationship kind of wishes they weren't, and every one of my clients who is not in a relationship kind of wishes they were, mm-hmm. and that you are not done once you find someone, yep. you know? And I was like, oh right you just have your stuff and there's just different you know because there is this emotional Mm -hmm. component to it of Mm -hmm. like well i want that i would like that kind of partnership and remaining in a sort of accepting place of yeah it's just now it's not 
here right. now. So, so you've developed a kind of spaciousness to see what's there and yeah, and accept it. And sort of trust in the world and right. get, put myself out into the world, but mm-hmm. not stress. You know, I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to clutch or grasp at it too much. It's like, let's just see where where this comes from. Yeah. And there's an element of it that I can't control. There's an elephant. An elephant. <laughs> there's an elephant that I can control. <laughs> And it's we just, train. We yeah. train hard. Um, <laughs> That's what positive reinforcement is all about. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so, so re- yeah, so recognizing when I get hooked by something mm-hmm. and then being like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's another way to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you're, the way you describe that, it doesn't sound like formal mindfulness. It sounds like informal mindfulness and that the, the practice and the language of the kinds of things that we talk about or that you've been reading about or you've been learning about in other arenas is kind of seeping into your life and Mindset your filters. And approach. Yeah, totally. So that it has become just part of how you go about the way you do your, yeah. your life. Yeah, and you know, and it's all sorts of things. It's improv and mindfulness. It's design thinking. Sure. That has really made an, had an effect on Iteration. how I live my life. Iteration, experimentation, noticing, empathy, like all of these things yes. of like, oh, yeah. what are the pieces of, of my processes that I could tinker with right. that might make life nicer? Like, mm-hmm. well, try this, this sort of this spirit of experimentation and Love it. giving it a shot. And, and all of these things, I just like am collecting the set of mindsets that it's like, yeah, this stuff works. This yeah. is good storytelling. Like, Super wise. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. And it, and it, it strikes this balance of like take take responsibility for yourself and and be spacious around what what things look like right now mm. and like let them be that way mm-hmm. and then figure out what comes next that's really cool i love this the intentionality of saying i'm going to seek out mindsets that i think will help me over the course of my lifetime yeah and then as we <laughs> You're getting to hear all these interesting sounds again, people. Uh, As we try out these mindsets and and live into them, they become more of who we are, and uh, they just help us be a better person. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like what we're trying to do with this whole podcast in general. Yeah. Right, because here are these two worlds that have these great mindsets for living, and then over time, they just take over more and more of who we are. Yeah. Here we go. I think that's kind of a cool place for us to be wrapping up here. Cool. I do have one more question for you. What's that? If you did have an elephant that you trained, what would you train it to do? Hmm. Like spoon s- snuggle? Tra- <laughs> which, which part? I'm trying to imagine Are- having an elephant in my apartment. I'm like really hung up on the logistics of this. Yeah. It would be very... When every time come, people came over, they'd be like, Lisa, I need okay. to talk to you about the I elephant in the room. To- <laughs> If I had an elephant, what would I train it to do? I would, I would try to retrain it to live in the wild. If I'm going to be, I'm, it's a too serious of an answer. I'd say that's go cr- back. That's your, your species is endangered. <laughs> go populate. Go. Get, get out there. You're not even in a relationship right now. And you're a 45 year old elephant. <laughs> the elephant's like, it's okay. I'll live to be 95. It's all right. I'm getting better perspective on my I'm, life. I'm more me than I've ever been before. Wait, when you said spooning. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to be spooned by an elephant? I'm not sure. Because they've got such a huge belly. Yeah. Are you like cuddling up between their leg and their uh, yeah. belly? Between, yeah, or like you, underneath one leg. I was picturing like the trunk. Oh, yeah, you can snuggle in the to, trunk. Being able to, you know, you could like sit on you the could trunk. Wrap the, right, you could wrap, like on a hammock. He or she could wrap, the, wrap their trunk. I'd want a lady elephant, like a grandma. 
you know, they're good caretakers. Grandma elephant. Grandma elephant. Would you, how many would you like? I, I'm really having trouble with where I keep them. I live in a city. This is, uh, this is just, un, it's, imp, it's impractical. Because if you had 11 and they were kind. I'd have 11 benevolent elephants. Exactly. Oh boy. But oh that would be boy. a lot. As nice lot. as they would be. It'd be a lot. I might have room for them in my garage. Oh, maybe <laughs> if they're small. <laughs> Elephants are so big. Ba- I wouldn't have room for 11. They're so big. They wouldn't be benevolent very long no, if they were stuffed they into would my be garage. they Okay. All right. All right. So there we go. Okay. Um, elephants age well. They age very well. And they have the grandmother effect. Which is? Which is the oldest. So they're matriarchal. And the the health and well-being of a, what do you call a group of elephants? Pod. A flock? A herd? Flock. I think I'm going to go Pod pod of elephants uh, maybe yeah, yeah. of a group of elephants Family. a community of elephants the 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 well be the overall well-being of that group of elephants is indicated by the age of the oldest female hmm. so there's this idea that the the sort of more years that the oldest i think i'm having i think i have this right i could be wrong but i think it's something like this that the age of the oldest female is a is a key, is an indicator for the the well-being of the group and the older the the older the oldest female the, the better the group the is. The better the group is. The more love healthy it. and well the, the group is. What a lovely note to end on. Yeah. That's great. Okay, well, all and, you elephants... And, by the way, I just want to say this last okay. thing, which is that I think it's particularly powerful because of the way that women are not uh, valued as they get older amen. in this country, especially. I mean, oh, the elderly in general are not valued in our in our culture, but there's a real invisibilizing of women as they age. Amen. And I'll give a shout out to the many older women in my life who have taught me what I know, mm-hmm. you know, Rachel Kessler, Joanna Macy, Patricia Ryan Madsen, mom, stepmom, like just, yeah, they're all like, you the way. changed my life. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So any elephants that are out there listening, this one's for you. <laughs> Anybody out there who's aging. Don't get anywhere near Ted. They're going to try to put you in. He's going to try to put you in his garage. Anybody out there who's aging, this one's for you. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Lisa. Thank you. Happy birthday, Ted. Thank you. And I'll wish it for you again once it's closer. Thank you. We may get a couple more episodes before then. But uh, all is well. And uh, listeners, thanks for being with us. Yeah. We'll Hope see you enjoyed. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Okay. Ciao, ciao. That's our episode yeah, on thanks aging. Yeah, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. What do we say now? What, what what needs to happen now? Well, I'd like to hear just what'd you think? I really liked we're, it. We're on, we're on this it side of very, that episode. It what? felt very affirming. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. I think aging is something that humans grapple with. It's like one of the central things mm-hmm. that people sort of, you, oh, age-defying Creams, right? Eye creams, age-defying eye creams, and I'm like, ugh. Four hundred fifty dollars for two ounces. You can't defy age. You can't defy it. Yeah. You can't. You're gonna. We're all just gonna age. Right. Your face is gonna change. It's gonna get wrinkly. It's gonna drop. Your skin's gonna get baggy. It's just yeah. gonna happen. I notice a little. There's a little paradox in our, in the podcast. So, you know, we're we're sort of talking about this recognition, like you're just saying, and that there's also some benefit or goodness to vitality. Uh-huh. And vigor. Yeah. And that we like when people are act younger than their age, right? Or mm-hmm. that they seem sprightlier or something. 
So it's an interesting tension, and, and I, I was aware of that during think, the podcast. But I don't think it's totally a tension because act younger than their age indicates that a particular age means a particular thing. Right. So we're 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 honoring the vitality and the the playfulness and the energy. Uh, and I have known plenty of people who are like are not physically energetic, but have like incredibly agile minds. Yeah, yeah. I feel that I feel that myself. And so I, I I noticed it a little bit during the during the episode as we were talking. The, yeah, and no, I appreciate the, that. The sort of I can accept the way things are, and I still kind of wish I my face looked a little younger. Yeah, right, 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 you know? right. Yeah, totally. And so okay, it's good to know we're not saints. <laughs> oh, what a relief! We're, we're not, not perfect. We're not realized masters. We're all right. Yeah, so that was that was there. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it is like, well, yeah. Having youthful abilities is fun. Yeah. And it's fun to be around them. Yeah. And I would love, listeners, if any of you have thoughts on aging related to mindfulness and improv, send them in. Or just thoughts on aging. Or just thoughts on aging. You want to share them. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to you, and maybe we'll include a question or your comment on the air if you want us to. If you don't want us to, let us know that. Yeah. Um, and we've got a uh, retreat. It's happening in Maine. In June. In June. June 8th to 13th. In Maine in June. 8th to 13th. And uh, it'll... Come on along. It'll be on these Monster Baby themes. Yep. Know? And others. Yeah. Mindfulness, improvisation. You get to play and s- play and pay attention all day. Mm-hmm. It's great. In a really beautiful place. Gorgeous. So we hope you'll come and play with us. Uh, with people all over the age spectrum. That's right. Well, maybe not children. But <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, that's it. I think that's all we got. Yeah. So we are so happy that you listen, and we wish you a happy day, evening, night, morning, where, whatever whatever it happens to be for you at the moment. If it's dusk, hey, happy dusk. Happy dusk. If it's uh, gloaming, happy gloaming. <laughs> the gloaming. We're in the gloaming right now. We are in the gloaming. So, okay. Twilight. Yeah. We're in the twilight of this episode as well. Goodbye. Good to have you with us. We love you. Ciao. Ciao.